You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Dad's After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Dad's After Show. Right. I like this. Hello, everybody. What's up? This is After Buzz TV's after show for dads. The volume just got really loud, and we're snaking too. The, is that the I'm name of the snake? Yeah, the snake. Thank you. Oh, yeah. I was, I was just like a cool like. We're gonna do the cabbage oh, patch. Oh, no. What? Anyway. All right. Anyway. This is the dad cabbage patch killed it at After Buzz TV. We are on season one of Dads on Fox, episode eight. This called this was called Doubles Trouble. It was about a little uh a little video game tennis uh, virtual tennis virtual tournament. tennis tennis tournament um and when we had Vanessa Lachey on our show our last guest she kind of told us about this and how funny her little part was and um I loved it I loved the uh a lot of physical comedy uh, the loud the loud grunt grunt for and it was so funny uh Tony, Tonita Castro who plays Edna just went like that. Oh, her, was she like feather duster? It was like feather dust. duster. Dust. dust. It was good. Dust. She obviously had dust. Uh, dust. Dust. She had the right movement going. Um, this episode made me laugh out loud, I think, four times. Oh, and we're counting now when we laugh? Well, no, we don't have to, but I did. And I actually, just for the record, um, was really extremely tired while watching this episode and still laughed. And then I laughed at my laugh because I was like, I'm so tired, I'm still laughing. <laughs> You know, for, for me, and all, and I guess this doesn't do much justice to dads because I'm a big fan of it, but this to me was the least funny episode out of all the ones that I've seen so far. Well, okay, why and, do you think and, that? And, and I don't know if it was, you know, I don't want to say lack of writing, but there, there was just, the, there wasn't a lot, the funniest moments to me out of this was honestly the drum part when they yeah. were communicating yeah, back and my forth. Part. We were that, talking about that right was here. hilarious to me. Right. But other than that, the, the you know it really didn't do nothing I'm for not me. I'm not going to disagree with you that it wasn't the funniest episode. I just found myself laughing out loud for some reason. <laughs> yeah. I think because you didn't really have to pay attention and like the things they were doing physically were so funny. Maybe that gets me the physical comedy. Yeah. But Giovanni Ribisi, this was a an episode. I mean, he's always in it a lot, but there was no real B storyline this episode, mm-hmm. which normally there is. There's like exactly some, somebody's trying to get the dads out somehow, <laughs> and then the dads were almost else. like irrelevant. In the this dads episode. were like they weren't trying to push the dads out this episode um and the only real storyline was this tennis tournament and the friends that that then of course the therapy session that happened after that was just another like you know scene change but it wasn't (laughs) a different storyline yeah right it was more it was all connected yeah um so so maybe that's why because there was just one thing to be focusing on and the physical comedy made me laugh but the parts that really got me was the Giovanni <laughs> Rabisi freaking out and the drum circle stuff. So there were certain instances that really, I think Giovanni Rabisi just makes me really, really makes me laugh. 
He's great. He's uh, so awkward, and I love him. And he's also like sexy at the same time. How did that? I don't. I I said that. Wow, you did. He accomplishes all of that, and you know his. Because I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about him, like as the sitcom husband, which I we've talked about on this show before, tends to usually be like the weaker of the characters mm. when it's the husband wife. It's usually the wife in charge, and so I think that Vanessa and Giovanni are a really good casting for that because you believe them in that aspect Mm. but i was wondering how they were going to be together and like if i was going to believe that she would love him and like vice versa and i really do like believe it and i also as a woman kind of think he's sexy like i see i'm like oh this hot beautiful sexy like exotic looking woman Giovanni, he's not a bad looking guy, but he's more like character actor, like totally. awkward ish kind he's of. He's very specific. So are you attracted to his nerdy, I guess, reserved type of demeanor? Or what? Okay, that's interesting. I don't know. I think I just like, yeah, I don't know what it is because, I mean, he's not a bad looking guy just on the surface, but then mm-hmm. it's like the funny, quirky things that he does. But again, you know, we've watched Giovanni do a lot of things. We've, we've talked about him on Friends. We've seen mm-hmm. him in films, Ted and other and Fruit Loops commercials. Fruit Loops commercials. We've seen <laughs> him. Our generation has grown up watching him. And yeah. I, he always plays a similar type Hi. character. When we were driving in the car on the way here, um, wait, I like that. You wouldn't be doing anything else in the car, but when we were on well, our way, you'll be surprised. You could be. You can, so yeah. we were on the way here and we were talking about Giovanni's freak out and we were like, that was very Giovanni. Like that was a, like extremely... we know him. No, but I feel like you, that's true. You grow up watching these actors, Seth Green, for example, like he's got swag. Like there's something about him. That's why he was cast as Special K and can't hardly wait. Like, they, and 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 even in like in Austin Powers, like he had scenes where he was like he took control kind of, and like he he you know was going toe to toe with Mike Myers in those scenes. Like there's something about these actors. There you're seeing a real side of who they really are. Mm. And I think Giovanni, like we feel like we know him. Like I feel like that's him. Like, he's a little awkward, but he's cute, and there's something endearing about it, and it makes him kind of sexy, and I can't quite put my finger on it, but... It's authentic. He's very authentic in that, and, you know... He's so great. He really is. Everything he says, I don't even care what it is. I believe him. Oh, yeah. Like, you are that person right now. You're for sure that person. Okay, so let's... So we're just talking about things. Wait, we were talking about funny things, though. Can I tell you... the? The dads weren't really that integral in this episode, but they did have they did have some great one liners, and huh. I do love how the show is so genius in the way that it like interjects like its social commentary in like a very sneaky way. And I remember being on set, and um, John Viner was like, "The audience isn't getting the nuanced jokes; like they're not getting those like the ones that like fly under the radar that are like you have to literally listen yeah. to every line right. that they say." So. Some that I wrote down were the ribbon generation. They were referring to Uh the virtual tournament as, of course, the ribbon generation. Everybody gets a ribbon now. It's the millennials and everybody gets just an award for showing up. Let's talk about that for a second. What do you guys think about that? Um, And we we, uh, host a show, Jen and I, here at AfterBuzz TV called The League. You can check us out after this show's over. Um, That also dealt with the same issue. How do you feel about uh, being in a a team sport being a, a player in a team sport and all, everybody gets a trophy even if you don't win i think that oh sorry go ladies well, first not this time no, not today i no, know no, your no, moves i know your moves <laughs> i think 
that your family and your parents or like there are other ways to build your ego and your self-esteem. I agree. And I think when you're in a team, you're a team player. However, you play to win. Like if you don't have some kind of end game, then what is the sense and what are, where are you going to find like reasons to achieve things? Then don't keep score. Don't have a ref. Just like go out and play and just be like, um, you know, like what? Okay. The spelling bee. Take that for instance. If there is not a winner of the spelling bee, are we going to congratulate people for spelling incorrectly? Well, it's it's a contest, and right? I I'm just saying, like there, look, it, there's a healthy comp- level of competition that I think needs to be taught to kids, and I don't think that it should be they should be pit against each other, and like that's the only thing that's important in life. Right. But you need to have that drive. I think there it's a healthy level of that, and yes, I think it's up to the parents and the families at home to reiterate, you know, positive reinforcement and all of those things. But I don't agree with everyone gets a ribbon. I agree. I. I personally, I have no problem with acknowledging individual accolade. Right. Or accomplish, you know, because I think that, you know, if you, it just goes back to, okay, if you're watching the NBA finals or the Super Bowl, do you give all both teams the Lombardi no. trophy? Hell no. Hell Does no. It, you I, give it to the team that wins and right. earns it. And I think the same thing with the team. That's what I'm saying. You have, you know, but I will say maybe prior to 10, I have no problem. I do endorse the idea of giving everybody a ribbon or a trophy because when you're at that age, I don't, you're still developing and I think you need that confidence sure. and esteem, sure. which your family should definitely be instilling in you. But I think it's kind of important. But once you get, you know, to post adolescence, yeah, I'm all for that because I mean, individual achievement but, needs to be right. acknowledged. Well, we could get into this deeper, but is that, I know. <laughs> is that, is that, we all feel very strongly about is it. Is that clearly. level of competition like, uh, <laughs> Is it bred enough to that point where if you get to, you know, be a teenager and now you're all of a sudden you're playing soccer where you winning is important and people get rewarded for things, are you not going to be able to do that because you haven't been taught that before? And then if you don't win, like, do you throw a hissy fit because you didn't win and you're used to always getting an award? It's an interesting topic. and That's life, though. You don't always get everything. That's that's why we think not everyone should get a ribbon. Exactly. But that is a good point, and those are the kind of jokes that this show is chock full of. Um, And I think that they fit for our generation because – they, even though the dads are older, right. in the older generation, they're commenting on around our generation. Right. And, and obviously, you know, the virtual tournament yeah. is a testament to that too. But yeah. there is a winner mm-hmm. and that winner we see in this episode. Can I say one more of funny course. line? Of course. <laughs> that was very dad specific. When I believe it was Crawford, Crawford says, um, Something about the Williams brothers. Oh, yeah. But he, like, he obviously was talking about Venus and Serena. Oh, they were talking about tennis. Yeah. And he calls them the Williams brothers because that's a sexist comment. That's a lot of things that he's wrapping into that one comment. But, like, that's just hysterical because they're very strong women that win. They are. And he was just like, yeah, they're men. Serena's shoulders are bigger than mine. No, I mean, they're big, strong women, and that is a comment on that, you know, I mean, normally women aren't that, well, not normally, but, (laughs) I mean, everyone comes in all different shapes and sizes, but, I mean, even in the tennis world, though, I know these these women are athletes, but they're, I would say they're stature-wise the biggest out of the professional that I can I don't know, because you look at someone like Anna Kornikova, Kornikova. whatever her name is, thank you. Enrique Iglesias' wife. No, they broke up. Oh. 
I guess that's news and gossip for another show. But yeah, that's Somebody good to know. Somebody talk about it. Yeah, right? No, but, um, but she's a yeah. little thinner. I mean, I think Serena and Venus are like, you know, they're like horses. They're stallions out there they're, compared. They're big women and they're Anna's very, a pony. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. Oh, hey. Unnecessary roughness. I didn't say it. It was him. Um, but no, they, they do comment on things like that. And things I, that's the people, first time I heard that, actually. People yeah. aren't going to say. Obviously, they say what people aren't going to say. Right. And um, then also the the, the redheaded, of course. I knew you were going to. Uh, let Yeah. Uh, they made a call. And I think it's fun. I always, always, always have thought it was funny when writers write specifically to poke fun at an actor for the way that they look, not for their character. Yeah. Because obviously, <laughs> right? like, that's a testament to, I mean, it's about Seth Green. It's mm-hmm. about, it's not like, oh, well, this, no, yeah, it's, it's written to make fun of Seth Green. And right. I just think he obviously has a sense of humor about it. We all do. I mean, I, I think he knows he's got red hair. I'm pretty sure he does. That's um, why he got cast as Eli. Yeah, is it? No. No. <laughs> That's what we're saying. Like, obviously, <laughs> right. that, that came second. Wait, does yeah. anyone want to talk about the fact that he looks nothing like his dad on the show? Well, we don't know what color David's hair was before it went white. Or what his red. mom looks like. True. But where are their moms? Well, it's called dad's. That's in the whole other they show. They want to know where their moms are. Well, then they'll make another we'll one called out. Stepmoms, which is a spinoff of Dads. We'll find out where their moms are maybe eventually. Maybe that could be a prediction. Interesting. Um, so anyway, so we see, you know, we're, ta- we're, we're talking about friendship here. Um, usually we're talking about the dads leaving. And we're talking about, um, wow, I'm just noticing. Sorry, I have to say this out loud. Our timer is just stuck on three seconds. Yeah. Still. Uh, anyway, just let us know if we're talking too much, Phil. Thank you so much. Over there. We'll be mindful of the clock. We're, we're talking a lot. There's another clock above it. Yeah. That we just don't know when we started, though. Yeah. yeah. That's okay. We, I just, I had to comment on the fact that my face went blank and I was staring at a clock for a second. Um, just in <laughs> no case you're watching and wondering at home to... what we were talking about. FYI, just to keep it awkward till 7.35. Okay, thank you. Um, thank you. So we see, thanks, Phil. We have... Uh, we have, you know, the the battle here with uh, Warner trying to decide: does he go with his wife or does he go with his best friend? And this is a norm. I'm sure that a normal problem this happens with absolutely friends and girlfriends, oh, yeah. and boyfriends and wives and husbands all the time. And women are usually the the main the ones to start it to start the totally. You know, they will put you against your best friend. It's happened to me before. But this is never going to happen on this show because we know that Camilla is like more like the man yeah. and yeah. Warner's more like the woman, generally speaking, stereotypically. So we know that. Of course, it's going to happen with these two. Plus, it's funny to see them fight Giovanni and and um, Seth Green. We love watching that little. They're just so funny together. <laughs> yeah. They are really funny together. And with the is with, it because their size is sort of similar? Well, I don't know. Um, you said their sizes, like physical size. Yeah. Similar. Well, Seth is a short dude. Yeah. Seth is Giovanni's so awkward, and Seth has swagger, but they both are on the same level of like there's like a nerdy and awkwardness. Quality to yeah. both of them, so it's like they relate, but then they also have these differences that I loved when they were out. texting each other yes, yeah. in front of each other, <laughs> and they were reacting. There was a lot of nonverbal well, right. communication in this episode. Right, mm-hmm. this episode could have been called nonverbal communication instead of doubles trouble. Well, it was equally about that. I John Viner, we'll, if you're we'll watching, call it, yeah, should have thought about that. John Viner wrote this episode, by the way. Did he? Uh-huh. Oh, I should have Big texted up him. to my give up. Hey. John Viner. Good one. Um, yeah, no, there, of course. And I think that that, again, is, it could have been a, you know, a call on the stereotypical, like, guys don't communicate well type of a thing. But they communicate, they essentially, like, did a hissy fit like a girl. Like, w- girls would communicate, totally. like, over text and, like, be like, meh. 
Yeah. Making the facial expressions and like, yeah, there was a lot of nonverbal communication. What about when he accidentally sent the text to, to Edna? Edna. Edna. And she Edna. saw it and she was like, oh my God. No, she, she's like, not cool, man. Yeah. 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 yeah Just hilarious. like that. That's Just like that. You. That was Thank good. You, you got the part. Just in case something happens to Edna, you know who to exactly. call. Exactly. I am definitely and understanding. And you so look like a um, Hispanic maid as well. So you can. Oh, speaking of which, remember in the first episode, um, Crawford asked Camilla to like clean the house or yeah. something. Oh. And then in this episode, he was like, two martinis. And she just went eh, and started making them in the background. Right. I thought that was funny. I was watching. I'm like, what is she going to do? Because Camilla's fiery. Totally. And I was like, mm-hmm. is she going to like say something? And she all of a sudden, she just gave up and was like, eh. you can see her like mixing and pouring the martinis. I was like, oh, hey, hey. She's, <laughs> um, but that was when the whole problem started and they're trying to decide who is he going to go, who is he going to play tennis doubles with? And, mm-hmm. you know, sh- uh, they're both trying to make him feel bad. He's a uh, Warner. He's caught in the middle. Um, Eli storms out all upset. Thought I thought I was your friend. And Camilla does the sad walk up the stairs. Clearly, you know, he's going to go with his wife. That's where Obviously. his, you know, bread is buttered. Hint, hint. And um, <laughs> so we get to the tennis tournament. Of course, Eli's trying to find someone. Edna, we realize, has the magic touch in her wrist from all the feather dusting. Dust. So, Wait, I love when he's like, are you busy? And she's like, well, considering I clean two rooms. Eight hours a day. She's like, yeah, I got time. Yeah, that was cute. That was so cute. They get to the the tennis tournament and like they're all in their gear and of course we've got Camilla's funny like grunting every time she it's I say so it had, serious how could they not have done that because everyone always comments about like a woman that does that they had to throw that in there she, she I thought right. she did it well too like she totally committed went for it yeah. um and they lose I thought they were gonna win they lost Camilla and I had Warner. a feeling they were gonna lose because. That she, he didn't want to play with her in the first place and like it would be like anticlimactic yeah, if I guess. they won then it would have just That's been like true. oh then you're the dream team and you should have played together but Where would that he have was gone? pissed right yeah I loved Edna's fans which weren't really her oh, fans they were Dane Cook's fans yeah they were just oh. out of order and I even like that joke that they'd said about Dane Cook too that he's not funny yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like wow they just had to jab that in there real quick well I feel like a lot of stand up like comedians or writers will comment about how they don't think Dane Cook is funny. Yeah. I'm not commenting. I'm just saying I've heard. I think he's an easy <laughs> target too. And the fact that his name is Dane and that's the same letters as Edna. It was yeah. like an easy yeah. mix up. That was hilarious by the that way. That is actually funny how they would have come up with that. Yeah. See, these are the things that let you know that they're coming up with this stuff like uh, clearly on the spot. Not on the spot but like week by week this is being written. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the set, the comment about the red hair and like somebody in that room was like wouldn't that be funny if they were Dane? It was supposed to be Dane for Dane Cook, but it was really Edna. I mean, that was like not an yeah. integral part of the story. That was just one little joke. Like, right. Exactly. And also, by the way, when you go to a like a comedy show, you don't you don't do that. You don't wear like war paint like you do at a game. Well, maybe for Dane Cook shows, you do. I don't know. I maybe I haven't been to one so. Um. So this ends up causing a huge problem. My one of my favorite parts of the episode was when Giovanni lost it. Warner loses his cool. He loses. And he throws a, like, child hissy fit. Breaks the TV, throws the remote. Steps on the remote, breaks the TV, throws the chair, screams, does a karate kick. Oh, yeah. And then shrinks down like normal (laughs) Warner style and then says, don't look at me. All pathetic, and that's when I laughed. I think that was like one of the funniest parts for me. Yeah. When he, di- I don't just think he's just so awkward and funny. So that was great. Now they need to go to the therapy session because there clearly is an issue. That I like was- that they all go together. It's not yeah. couples therapy, even though it says it on the door. It's 
Everybody group goes. therapy. Yeah, and they were on the couch, and Camilla had the pillow on her, and they were all so upset. And then the the therapist was like, "We we got to we got to go into this other room. We, we, there's a lot of nose happening. Mm-hmm. Let's get up and go." And they go into this like hokey drum circle new agey room where you just know like whatever is about to go down is ridiculous and probably has really happened somewhere on this planet maybe yeah. somewhere in silver lake or oh yeah in that region of the world and they had nonverbal communication with subtitles and it was hysterical that was hysterical it was, it was that was my favorite part Mine of the whole too, show for sure and the fact that they were able to actually know what the other one right. was saying when they were going it back was and- good totally like you know they had lines memorized that they had to like i'm saying this now because their facial expressions were really had the show right. yeah yeah, yeah they exactly. had to know what the subtext was i also loved that they brought that back to the office Yes. The same communication. Right. And they, uh, Eli Warner were using that on their desks to talk. Yeah, they were, yeah, they were using the, um, and you could tell they were doing like therapy communication as well. They're like, Oh, thank yeah. you for talking to me and telling me how you're feeling. Yeah. That you are a very feel, caring friend. That makes me feel very positive inside. It was like, Oh my God. You know, it's so funny too. You always have that friend who's like, you, you've been going to therapy, haven't you? Because right. That you, that's not, yeah. your, that is not right. Your you're just <laughs> you're regurgitating what that's you learned. That's just very weird. Right. Um, but yeah, it, that was hysterical. I thought the Build up between Camilla and Warner was really like funny and natural. Mm-hmm. How they like, oh, but you look really nice, and I wore this shirt for you. And then they started making out. And yeah, of course, you leave it up to Eli to hit on anything that he totally does. I now I that. notice it more. How yeah. funny was that when he's like, she's like, put the drum down. He's like, I can't. Oh, yeah. that was good. <laughs> I love that. And then, like we said, they get back to the office and they've got you know they're communicating. Um, like that therapy discussion verbiage. And we saw a little, uh, a little chemistry happening again between Eli mm-hmm. and, well, on Eli's end anyway, between Eli and Veronica. Veronica yeah. I still think something like that is happening. I do at least. Sounds like a prediction. Uh, okay. Well, then why don't we just move into predictions? Because I have like three floating around in my mind right now. And now you're after Buzz TV predictions. Notice they changed Are the you, lights when they. Yeah, those no, colors happen. No, I know that has happened every time. Phil, oh, back oh, me up. Phil, it has. Oh, whoops! I, Somebody's not paying attention. Whatever. Okay. I'm focused on the show, not the lighting. So am I? But that's there's a lot of aspects of the show for all you out there watching us on the computer or listening to us. Speaking of. You folks out there that are doing that, I know we're in predictions right now, but thank you for going on to iTunes and rating and commenting and keeping the conversation going here. We are fans of dads, and you are too, and we want to hear what you have to say. We appreciate all your feedback, so rate and comment and tell a friend, and pay attention to our lighting and all of the aspects that go come to, together on AfterBuzz TV to bring you guys the shows that you love to watch. Um, okay, so predictions. I... I'm going to repeat myself and say I really do think that the season is going to end with like either a kiss between Eli and Veronica or like the idea of no, it's going to be a kiss. I think something for sure will happen. Something physical. Yeah, they've been building it up kind of the last few episodes just yeah. between them. It doesn't them. seem like she's going to like go for it, but I feel like she is more of a closed book. Yeah. And there's something brewing inside that she's just not talking about. But Eli is more like, oh yeah, he hits on everything. So, but I really do think what he, he, there's something special happening. With I him. hope something happens with them. I know. Or more 
stuff with her because she has these like funny quips that she makes and things but I want more of I her. want more of her yeah. too I wish they would really develop her character a lot more I think that would be so maybe just they will take, now maybe they will because they're listening it. absolutely what about, and because they were picked up for a full season that's so. right that's right do you have a prediction Jen besides your wish oh um, I predict one of the dads is going to get a girlfriend yeah okay and Kevin um, well, seeing that the closure music is coming on, I better be <laughs> quick. Uh, I, right. I, I, I yeah. along the same lines as uh, Jen here. I think that for all. one of the, the dads is going to get a girlfriend and move, well, move out and then move back in. Oh, because we'll they're going to be oh. sad about it. They're going to realize that they've exactly. been pushing them out the whole time, but they really want them to stay. Mm-hmm. Ah, hey, thank you so much for tuning in and watching. We're going to bring you guys more guests, we promise. We've got a couple more episodes this season to go, so we are going to bring more people in for you, so tune in for that. Um, thank you so much again for tuning in, listening, and watching. I'm your host, Lauren Leonelli. You can find me at Lauren Leonelli on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Vine, and my website. And I'm Jennifer Golden. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jen the Jew, and on Facebook Facebook as Jennifer Golden and my website, which is jennifergolden.com. I'm Kevin John. You can find me on Twitter at Hey Kevin John, Instagram at Hey Kevin John, and on my website, it's kevinjohn.com. All right. Thanks, guys. See you next week. Deuces. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.